Hello and welcome to Core Sampler, the podcast where we drill into the Sitecore community to bring you insights into the work talented people are doing every day on the Sitecore Experience platform. Whether you're a developer, a marketer, or both, we're glad you're here. Welcome to the Get to Know an MVP podcast. My name is Nicole Montero, and today we'd like to introduce you to Sitecore Technology MVP, Mark Stiles. Welcome, Mark. Hi, Nicole. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for being here today. Would you mind introducing yourself to the Sitecore community? Sure. So I'm uh, currently a technical director, but I've worked with Sitecore um, since 2007, so about 15 years 10 of those have been as an MVP. Um, I've been uh, on stage in Symposium, on stage at ShowCon. Uh, I've worked in the user groups. I have a blog. I have a video channel and a bunch of modules that I've written over the years that have for all kinds of different things. So, And, and posters. I mean, <laughs> I'm <laughs> probably known for some posters, too. Awesome. So you, you stay busy in the community. And Mark, when did you join the Sitecore community? I, yeah, I started early... Yeah, it, with a blog post, that was what I was doing first. I was uh, just trying to more or less remember what the what I was the challenges that I was accomplishing. I started writing uh, blog posts, and then I started building modules, uh, things that I was just reusing from project to project, and trying to you know just contribute in the way that I had. And the one that I think that I that got me the MVP originally was the Brightco connector, and I had a project. You, with Brightcove as a video store for a client. And what I was trying to do was basically get the videos out of the database. They were just too slow. It's like, we're, you know, when you're originally, we, you would upload the videos to the database. And so having this other tool where you could put your videos, you know, YouTube was still early, so it wasn't as well supported. Um, so we had this client out of Brightcove. I built this connector so that you could migrate all your videos, not the videos in, just references to them, but you could basically then embed them into your content um, and then have your media outside Sitecore but still manageable within Sitecore. And that ended up getting, over the years, I think, into the media framework. So um, it was a pretty early thing, but uh, that was what eventually, I think, started my MVP initiation. It was my, my first real major contribution. Awesome. And you said you've been working with Sitecore, part of the community since 2007. What do you find the most appealing in the Sitecore community? I mean, it's the people, the energy, mm-hmm. too. You know, it's like they, when I started, I really didn't know programming very well. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't grow up with it. So having a lot of people who are just really willing to share and teach you things and and help you out was a real important thing for my growth. And so I really always had a lot of love for the guys and the men and women both who would just would come to the user group, would answer questions, would write blog posts, would just spend all their time doing things that were just for other people to to benefit. And that meant a lot to me. So that to me was the what really what what the community is. Yeah, the, the people make it very special for sure. Okay, so being an MVP is not an easy journey for most, and you're a 10-year MVP. What is something surprising you learned about yourself throughout the, the process of becoming an MVP? I really have a hard time sleeping at <laughs> night, I, I think. <laughs> um, I, I really have a, there's just something, I don't know. I mean, part of it was I really wanted to contribute back. I felt like I got a lot from the people, and I wanted to wanted to give back to 
Um, but I had a lot to prove. You know, like I said, I started not, and I wasn't very experienced. And so what I really wanted to do was prove that I could do things um, that I didn't even know I could do. And so it was always just trying to take it to the next level, which was, you know, can I take an idea and innovate on it? Um, can I find some other problem that's hard? And, and make it easy. And so a lot of what I've been, tr what I did over the years was, was just digging into like really irritating things that were probably not super technical problems. Like a lot of people took on, you know, like building an ORM or like other language conversion models or whatever it was. You know, I, I spent more time trying to solve like author problems and I felt like it was more you know, for me personally, just as a person, like I said, didn't have a lot of experience, a lot of the immediate struggle that I had was just doing things from like a, a human level, you know. And so what I was always trying to do is help the people who were struggling with the technology, which were not necessarily the developers as much as the authors, and trying to make a good experience for them. So I feel like I learned, you know, just a lot about... I did learn a lot about programming over the years, but I also learned just a lot about what, <laughs> what matters to people, you know. And being an MVP, obviously lots of work goes into it, but there are quite a few perks as well. What kind of opportunities has being a longtime MVP provided you with? <laughs> That's an easy one. So, and I did bring a video game. There is a video out there of one of the MVP summits that I mm -hmm. went to. Again, I was trying to share with the, with the community, you know, give, give people encouragement. You know, I know it is hard and I'm not going to deny how much time I did spend in my my nights and weekends is doing, you know, prototype and development. But I want to encourage people too. It's if there's not just because you can go on these great trips with Psychor. Um, it is a lot of fun. And I really did like hanging out with a lot of the other MVPs and being able to learn with, from them. But it was fun. I will admit that that was probably, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the highlight of a yeah. lot of the, the MVP stuff. I mean, I like being on stage. I like getting the mm -hmm. feedback from people. Um, but we would go. After the symposium, there's two days of, of an MVP summit. And so you, you stay there for two days. You get to work with the product team, ask some questions. They give presentations, show you what's new. And then uh, on one of the nights, they take you out. <laughs> and it's like always something different. Mm -hmm. You know, we ended up in like, we were in New Orleans on like a, a riverboat, you know, and had like, we ended up playing the washboard with some, you know, band. That's awesome. <laughs> <was> <laughs> Uh, they took us to like a racetrack, you know, we were racing F1. Wow. You know, go-kart track, cars. And there was always, the one, one that I do remember, I, can't, I probably should. We, we got into these Hummer limos after dinner and they drove us around Las Vegas taking pictures of all the like highlights of the city. And it was just like, I don't know. It was like, I would never, I have never done things like that. Yeah. But that was pretty wild. Well, there you go. There's some of the perks, right? I'll be attending my first MVP <laughs> summit this year. So <laughs> I don't know if there'll be Hummer limos, but uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, so as a 10 year MVP, sorry, I have to keep saying that because it's a huge accomplishment. What advice do you have for someone who would like to be an MVP? Um, so the MVP, most people think of it as a technical um, achievement, but it's, it's not. It's actually a community achievement. And there's a lot of ways to contribute to the community. I don't know if everybody's tried them all. <laughs> Many have. Um, but there's, you know, use your creativity and the skills that you have to contribute in the way that you can. You don't feel like you have to 
do it the same way that somebody else did. You know, one of the ways that I felt that I did it a little differently was, uh, and I, I wouldn't say that this got me, you know, the MVP or anything, but maybe helped keep it going for one or two of the years was the video work that I did. And I had a, a video channel where I was doing interviews similar to this. Um, but what I was trying to do is show basically what it was like when I went to those conferences. And so some of it was a travelogue and a lot of it was like, see this journey that I went on and I met these MVPs and I talked to them, not even just MVPs. There was a lot of other people, but um, a lot of them were MVPs. And I showed, you know, just the community who these people were, put a face to a name, tell you who they were, where they came from, how they got started, what, what drives them. And to try to help encourage people to, to want to do it themselves and feel like they could. You know, there's, there's a lot of ways to, to contribute. But, you know, if you're at a loss of ideas, definitely start with the blog. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy start. Yeah, and no, I like the point you made about community achievement. I mean, I, I think it's so important to just find what works best for you, whatever you're most comfortable with. I've said this in previous episodes as well, and just start there um, and definitely be as creative as you can with that. But I think it's, yeah, important to start with whatever you feel most comfortable with. If it's writing, creating videos, uh, presenting, um, and yeah start your MVP journey there, but just get out there and share your knowledge. Yeah. yeah or your experiences. Uh, and in terms of these videos, I will, uh, so they're on YouTube, you said, correct? <laughs> it, it's a series called catching exceptions, which oh, yes. is probably unfor- unfortunately named because <laughs> people then Google for actually trying to catch an exception, but it was a play on words. Right. I was catching these exceptional mm-hmm. people. It's kind of a nerd. Okay. Whatever. Very cool. So I'll, I'll add that to the links uh, for this episode so people can watch those videos as well. So finally yeah. here, Mark, what is your message to the Psychcore community? My message to the community is, you know, it's really easy to get stuck and bogged down in the technology or the problem of the day. But I think it's most important to remember that, you know, at the end of all the code and the work and, and everything, there's people and you know, to maintain a good community like that has been, that encourages people and supports people, you know, it takes new people all the time mm-hmm. to see that value and bring more value to it. So I would encourage anybody who's in the community to to remember that, that being, you know, like be good to the people around you. That's what makes the community great. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree yeah. more. Well, Mark, thank you so much for sharing your Psychor MVP story with us again today, because this is your second time on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, it was great having it. you. Yeah, it was great having you. Next time you hear me, we will be getting to know another Psychor MVP. Until then, cultivate the community. Cultivate the community.